It's Edmonton's podcast on the Canada's Podcast Network. Hello, this is Bonnie Elgie coming to you today with Edmonton's podcast, a member of the Canada's Podcast Network, where we talk to the entrepreneurs who are making it happen here in the city of Edmonton, Alberta. Edmonton's own Kelly Keene is an award-winning and best-selling author of nine books and counting on personal finance and fraud protection. She is also a personal finance educator and the consumer advocate for FP Canada. Money is Kelly's second language, and it's her mission to make Canadians feel good about their money. Kelly, welcome to the show, and thanks for taking the time to be here today for all of our listeners. It's my pleasure, Bonnie. Thanks for having me. Well, I'm really looking forward to our chat today, as I'd like to learn more about your own personal success as an entrepreneur, but I imagine given your work, you'll also have some great insights for our listeners. So why don't we just jump in and can you tell us a little bit more about yourself and about the business that you've personally built as an author, speaker, and financial educator? Sure. Okay. So I've been an entrepreneur a couple of times now. Um, I started out in the financial industry quite a while ago, over 20 years ago. Uh, I apprenticed for a small firm and saw what it was like for him to be an entrepreneur. And then I joined a large bank and had a, an interesting um, a few years of my career there. And then I opened my own firm, Keen Financial, in, in the year 2000. Uh, I had that for about five years. And it was certainly a huge challenge coming from a bank with uh, a really a generous salary, a very generous expense account to now having none of that when I opened my own firm. And then in 2005, I started studying the psychology of money as a non-psychologist and saw how really messed up my clients were about money. And I wrote my first book and I decided to sell my firm in 2005. And so that's been about 14 years, 15 years. And uh, so it's been quite the journey over those years of, you know, being an author, the different clients I've served, uh, having a TV show for some of those years. Uh, so it's been a really fun, a fun uh, couple of decades. And, and I think you've done a tremendous job just building your own personal brand now for your books and, and all of the things that you're doing in the speaking and keynotes and, and that realm as well. You're such a well-respected educator and expert in your field. Thank you. Thank you. Money is a big challenge for entrepreneurs. And I'm wondering, uh, Kelly, do you have some tips or resources that you could suggest to someone who the, is either looking to start a business or maybe wanting to grow and build on the success they've already achieved. Where, where could our listeners go to get some resources that could help them be more effective with their financial planning and, and money management? Yeah, well, there's one site that I love, and I mean, it's part of the, the nonprofit organization that I'm with as well, FP Canada, and that's financialplanningforcanadians.ca. I think it's so important, Bonnie. I mean, as individuals, people are not planning and looking at the numbers, and Entrepreneurs are very keen about the numbers, that's for sure, but I think that we have to be even more um, understanding and, uh, you know, not just having that business plan, the marketing plan, but also having that financial plan because the, the personal and the business start to blend so easily when you're starting out a business. Often, you cannot get credit in your company's name. It has to be from 
uh, you know, from your, your credit standing, your credit card or line of credit or loan or what have you. So um, it's essential for the entrepreneur to have that plan. Also, when you're dealing with variable income, I know some, some new business owners, they might not be getting any income back for months or even over a year. How are you going to handle that? Where is that going to come from? So it, it really, you need someone on your side, like a certified financial planner that specializes in working with entrepreneurs, with business owners that, um, you know, really understands uh, all of the demands financially and otherwise that uh, are, are going to, to happen. And Kelly, what are some of the common mistakes or challenges that you've seen entrepreneurs make when they're starting out in terms of, of money? Well, I think one of the biggest things is, is if you're lucky enough to be at a salary position is, you know, a lot of people have the dream of, of owning a business and, and, and becoming an entrepreneur and that's fantastic, but they really haven't thought out past maybe a couple of months of cash flow. And it's those that, that make it, it's all about cash flow. It's all about, um, you know, that business being able to sustain itself and you being able to sustain the hard times. And, uh, you know, it's tough for a lot of Canadians right now. 50% of Canadians are $200 away from not being able to pay their bills. And it might seem like a great idea to go and start a business and you're going to go and get all this funding and people investing in you. And then you find out that it didn't happen. So it's so important to do your research up front. If you are uh, at a job and thinking about opening up a business or, or going on the entrepreneurial side, um, doing that planning, making sure you can do it. Maybe you need to stay at your job a little bit more. Maybe you need to kind of ease into the entrepreneur side, uh, you know, going from full-time to part-time. And, and as the business grows, that is, is the, um, you know, the, the fire started to get you over there full time. Um, and, and excuse me, also realizing that you could have been with a company earning a salary, let's say for 10 years or 20 years or what have you. But as far as the bank is concerned, the second you don't have a job, you don't have a job and they, they might not see how amazing your company is going to be and factor in all of those things. So if you know, you do need a line of credit or you do want a loan and you'll, you're probably going to have to put your personal guarantees behind it anyway. If you are lucky enough to be coming from a salaried position, do that before you actually take the leap and, uh, and, and start your business. Well, that's great advice. Um, thank you for that. I'd like to shift gears a little bit, uh, Kelly, and talk a bit more about your own personal success and, and the fact that uh, you are based out of Edmonton and, and we're talking about, you know, what are some of the great things that you've seen and experienced being an entrepreneur based out of Edmonton? I know you work across the country and across North America, but can we get you to focus locally for a bit and what would you say to entrepreneurs who are considering Edmonton as a location for their business? Well, Edmonton is really, I think, really changed over the last 20 years. I think it was a little harder years ago to be an entrepreneur. There was that kind of mentality that if you were from Toronto or from Vancouver, you were somehow better. And that's really changed. I've really seen that change. Our food scene here is amazing. Our tech scene, our you know, video production, there's there's so many incredible people doing amazing things and choosing to call Edmonton their home for their business. Um, I've been on so many tours of job shares um, 
you know, uh, excuse me, office share space and collaborative workspaces that are exploding in the city, which is so cool because one of the things people don't realize is being an entrepreneur gets super, super lonely, you know, especially in those early lean years, you might not have the money to hire staff. You might not have anyone to bounce ideas off of. And now we have like an explosion of all these fantastic places. There's the Roundhouse at Brat McEwen. Um, you can uh, get an office there. You can just like rent a desk and just be around other people that are kind of going through the same thing, have a cup of coffee with them, feel like you have a community. Also, there's a real pride that's grown in Edmonton that because we do have so many incredible stories coming out of here, so much innovation that we are feeling that, you know, self-esteem, if you will, of, yeah, the people in Edmonton are doing amazing things. And, and that certainly makes you feel better as an entrepreneur that um, the city is, is, is welcoming you and valuing that, that you're here because you want to be, not, not that you have to be. I'm curious, Kelly, do you have a favorite spot in Edmonton that you like to go maybe just to kind of decompress? I know you have a crazy, hectic schedule. Can you share a couple of your, your favorite spots in the city? Oh, yeah. I have lots of favorite spots. I mean, quite honestly, because I'm on the road so much, my favorite spot is like my backyard with my husband, which every book idea, every business idea has happened. But I love the patio at the Hotel Mac. I think it's maybe the, one of the most breathtaking places uh, in Edmonton. Uh, we love a lot of the patios um, as well well that you can just take your you know it's such a friendly city that I feel I can just take my laptop and hang out at any um you know any coffee shop if it's credo on 124th street or if it's where the the farmer's market was downtown um you know the brewery district is is one of my favorites I live in old Lenora so the brewery district is a hip happening part of town I love the vibe that you walk into the Starbucks there and you can't even get a seat because there's so many people with their laptops and and just interacting. And it's just a really friendly city that, um, you know, it's just uh, open to so many spots to get outside of your home office and interact with other people. Routines and rituals are often really important to entrepreneurial success. And I'm curious, do you have a ritual or a certain order in terms of how you like to start your day and get yourself set up for success? Oh, absolutely. Now I'm constantly changing that and it depends what city or what projects I have going on. But as a general rule, I get up at a ridiculous hour usually because I've got morning media. And um, one of the challenges for me when I am in the West is that most of my, you know, a lot of my work is, is for Toronto. So um, that might mean getting up at 2.33 in the morning, but probably the latest on a work day is, is 4 a.m., um, I start my morning just kind of figuring out if there's any fires to put out. And then very quickly, once that's done, there's always time for meditation or a workout, even if it's some quick routine that my personal trainer has given me that I can do right in my home office or my hotel room. And uh, then it's getting super, super clear with what it is that I want to achieve for that day. Um, and you know what? I think the most important thing is your mindset. It, the routines are very important, absolutely, to start your day, but just really stepping back and having this enthusiasm for what you do, making sure everything that you're doing is infused with fun and passion and love, whatever drives you or purpose or your mission. But just remembering that you get to do this. The whole reason you wanted to become an entrepreneur is because you wanted to 
drive your day. You want to design it. You want to be in control. And sometimes you get clients that are tough or you get situations that are tough or financing isn't coming in or someone's not paying you or what have you, but just really, you know, dusting yourself off. And I think there's, I think it was Churchill that said, you know, the definition of success is going from failure to failure without the loss of enthusiasm. Like you have to have that kind of attitude that last minute's failure, yesterday's failure, whatever, you're not going to start your next day, your next hour, your next 10 minutes without a new sense of enthusiasm. What podcasts or books or audiobooks do you listen to or what, or what would you recommend to our listeners, you know, that can maybe help build that, that positive mindset? Do you have some favorites that you would recommend? Oh my gosh, yes. I literally do not spend a second working out uh, on a plane, sitting around, you know, driving in traffic. There's not one minute that I do not have a podcast or an audiobook uh, that I'm listening to because, you know, Einstein said that the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. But we can't help but be a product of our, our own same thinking and then we just get the same results. So, that's why, as I said, the co-share spaces are so important. But um, yeah, you can listen to anyone right now for free or for little. So I have tons and tons of books on my Audible and lots of podcasts I listen to. What I really work very hard to do is to listen to a broad range of topics from stoicism to you know managing your finance, like your, your corporate finances, to positivity, to health, like you don't want to just have one vein. So some of my standout ones are that I'm loving right now is Mind Hacking. It is fantastic. It's a fantastic audio book on how to hack your mind and how to really get past those comfort levels, which is so important as an entrepreneur. I also think it's really important that you're, you're going to be working probably more than you ever worked when you start a business. You think that you're going to have all this freedom, but you really don't. You're going to be pouring your life into it. So it's important that you think of yourself as an athlete and you understand your body, you understand your mind. Um, so I'm really big into Aubrey Marcus and his podcast on Spotify. I'm really big into Tim Ferriss, as a lot of entrepreneurs are, and really understanding optimal peak performance. Also, um, Dave Asprey, the Bulletproof Guy, is really important. And then I've got a go-to book, uh, a go-to audio program, uh, and I, I go through probably a dozen a month at least, but one that I've been listening to for years and years and years. And I put this on all the time, especially if I've got a big speaking gig I'm nervous about or a big TV appearance, or I just want to get that negative voice out of my head. And it's called um, Relentless. It's by Tim Grover. And he was the trainer for Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, Dwayne Wade. I'm not even a basketball fan. I don't even know if I've watched a full game of basketball. But this guy just gets you, this book is incredible. And I actually have a quote on my desk. I'm looking at it right now. I think about it every single day if I'm in my office or not. And the quote is, do you want it easy or do you want it great? Because there's going to be so many times you've got an opportunity to take a shortcut or not put all your love and, and passion into what you're doing. And uh, this book just has you thinking at a different level. So I've been listening to that book for years. There's probably not a week that goes by that I don't put that audio book on and uh, make sure I'm feeling super positive. I've written it down. I'm definitely going to check it out. <laughs> so thanks so much for sharing that. Are you able to tell us a little bit about your next book project or what you're working on right now? 
Yeah, I can tell you a little bit about it. Um, we haven't come up with an exact working title yet. I was uh, very blessed and honored to have my 10th book be published by Simon & Schuster. So that's super excited. Uh, there were so many failures that went into getting that contract. I can't even tell you. And it's really a, a book about understanding the major lessons in life that are, are going to trip you up and cost you a lot. So for example, car shopping, uh, buying a home, cohabitating, how do you split up finances and things of that sort. And then we've got, you know, each, each chapter is a, has an archetype that kind of talks about where they went wrong, all of the lessons and, and, uh, and then their, their happy ending. So uh, I'm really excited about this book. It should be out in January, 2020. So not that long away. Uh, but yeah, the manuscript is all done. We're just finishing edits and I'm super excited about it. Well, we'll definitely be watching for that. Kelly, I'm interested. You have a really busy schedule and you've got a lot of things on the go. Do you have any specific tools that you use to, to help keep yourself organized either online or offline? Like how, yeah. how do you manage your schedule and all of your commitments? Yes, this is a real challenge. It's been a huge challenge and I, I can't say I have the perfect system down pat. Uh, I oscillate between paper and digital. I oscillate between paper, digital on my computer, digital on my phone. I have to say, though, I invested in a, um, a general manager uh, about a year and a half ago, and it's revolutionized my business. I, I have no idea how I, I lived without her before. Um, and I know that's a really tough leap for a lot of entrepreneurs is when you actually hire someone, how do you trust them? How do you train them? It's, it's really, really challenging. But uh, for me, it's key. I, I cannot drop a meeting. I can't miss a live you know, and, and not only do I have to juggle my own schedule, but I have several publicists who are booking my calendar as well from different cities. Uh, news is breaking. Media, you know, want interviews like literally in the next eight minutes and are you available and you have to get prepped. So for me, I have to literally be on during several time zones during my workday constantly and being prepared for that because if I miss one interview, um, that, that usually is a killer in my business. Do you ever take a step back and think, if I wasn't doing this, what you would be doing? I've been asked that a lot. And I've, I've tried to get out of the financial industry many times. <laughs> uh, and it just kind of kept pulling me back. And when I left, when I wrote my first book, I was like, that's it. I am out of the financial industry. And I thought I was just going to have this different career. But it's interesting that Yes, I became a writer and a TV personality and, and doing all these different things. I had never done a media interview before. I had never wanted to write a book. I had never intended on doing any of those things. But yet, they were still focused on finance. So I so often will hear from someone who's a lawyer, who's some, you know, maybe a teacher or something of that sort, and they just want to get out and do something totally different. I get it. I get it. But, but could you maybe be doing something totally different with the skills and abilities and education and experience that you already have? So if, you know, somebody dropped $10 million on my plate and said, could you do, like, if you could do anything and money wasn't an issue, I, I really wouldn't be doing anything else. I might be doing it at a large scale. I might be adding a few more things. I might be investing in more companies. Uh, more startups, more other entrepreneurs. But at my heart, my mission would still be waking up every day for Canadians to feel good about money. 
Kelly, we can really sense, you know, your, your passion and commitment for what you do. If you could pick a couple words to describe yourself, what would those be? Um, it would be really driven um, and really uh, excited. Like, I love to be excited. Uh, for me, if a project is going to be boring, well, I mean, there are times where things are boring, right? <laughs> uh, especially at an entre- uh, for an entrepreneur, there's, you have to handle every stage of, of uh, your project from the exciting first part to the middle frustrating part. But just, I, I really try to infuse everything that I do with love uh, for myself, for the people that I serve, for our country, for our city. And that really drives a lot of my decisions. It drives my energy. But uh, I just wake up every day just super excited to, to start the day. And, and quite honestly, I'm, I'm kind of fighting with myself to go to bed at night and can't wait to start all over again in the morning. And I know that sounds trite and cliche. And a lot of people say that. And, you know, it hasn't always been that way for me. I remember waking up mornings dreading that it was Monday, couldn't wait for the weekend, um, just couldn't wait for a holiday or to get away from it all. So for me, that's a real barometer that uh, if ever one day again, I have that feeling that I am not super jazzed to just jump out of bed at three o'clock in the morning, then I, I will take a sober look in the mirror and, uh, and, and find something else to do. But that's not the case right now. You've kind of alluded to this, but my, my next question is, you know, we hear ab- about a lot of entrepreneurs who really have a time kind of shutting down at the end of the day and getting enough rest. So are you the person that, you know, it is hard to get to sleep at night or are there worries and anxieties that keep you up at night? Yeah, I mean, it's really, I, I you know, have been asked by a lot of people like, oh, what, what about burnout? What about, you know, taking the breaks and all of that? And, and I mentioned it a few minutes ago, I, I really think of myself as an athlete and I think entrepreneurs have to. Now for me, yes, it's very hard to get to bed. I don't have anxieties and worries. I can leave those, but I'm just so excited. I don't want to shut the day down. Um, so you need to balance it out. And that's where I balance it out with meditation, with you know, booking my workouts with having a personal trainer to hold me accountable, to take me also to the next level. I have tons of coaches and supports for everyone from, you know, nutritionists to business coaches, to performance coaches, to um, you name it. So I think that it's, you really need to make sure that you know, your life is supporting you and you're supporting your work. But for me, there isn't a division. Like literally I I wake up writing things in my head and if I have an anxiety, there's probably a reason for it. So, you know, I'm not one of those people that are trying to find more time off. I'm trying to find more time for my work. But again, you asked me about some of the books that I've read and, and one that really stands out to me is called The Happiness Hypothesis. And one of the salient points from that book was, you know, do you want a job? Do you want a career? Or do you want a mission in life? And when you're on a mission as I am, it's, you know, you want every, like, even when I book time with friends, I'm booking time with friends because I know that's important. And I'm booking time to spend with my husband or take a vacation. It's important. But really, at the end of the day, it's all to support, you know, my mission, so what's ahead for you? Do you have uh, a few things on your, we'll call it your inspired life list or a few goals that you've set for the next few years? 
Oh my gosh. Yeah. And these change all the time too. Uh, I I do have a goal because I spend so much time trying to understand my brain, trying to understand being more um, effective and being in what's called flow. There's so much research coming out that if you're in something called flow, this is a very optimized way of um, thinking and being. And and there's actually a book from the 1980s called Flow uh, that you can get done more from Monday morning to two o'clock in the afternoon. You're in a flow state than you would actually do all week long. Um, so I'm super, super obsessed with trying to get in flow and make sure when I'm sitting at my desk, when I'm working, I am 100% there. But what I also know from the research is that novelty is very, very important to induce flow. So that means doing different things. That means challenging yourself. That means also, uh, being uncomfortable and all that type of stuff. So yes, some of my big goals are, I really want to spend, um, uh, my plan next year is to spend a month immersed in a new culture. And ideally, I don't know if that will happen or not, but I would love to try to book off a month each year to be in a totally new um, country, immersed in their culture, just to really make sure that I'm not getting stale and shaking things up. So certainly travel is important, but again, <laughs> bringing it all back to the business thing. Um, I do have uh, some possible opportunities for some leadership uh, programs. We'll see what happens there, if, if those come through or not. Uh, and I'm also working on a, a, another book as well with, um, with a gerontologist and a certified financial planner. Where it's kind of an estate planning book, a later life issues book. And really, just a, there's always a lot of projects in the go. So I think the hardest thing is... Um, saying no to all the exciting projects, especially because I'm more senior in my entrepreneurship than maybe some of your listeners might be, that there does come a time where you don't want to be spread too thin, that unfortunately you have to say no or not yet. So I'm just juggling a, a few of those projects to figure out which ones are yeses and which ones are not yes. Well, we've so appreciated your time uh, today, Kelly, and I just have a couple more questions for you to wrap things up. Drawing things back and thinking specifically about the Edmonton business community, do you have any advice that you would give to somebody who's looking to start a business in Edmonton or some tips as far as how they can get connected into the business community there? Yeah, absolutely. Joining the the Edmonton Chamber of Commerce is a brilliant first start. They have so many networking opportunities. I remember going to all of them when I first started back when I was 18 um, you know, connecting and really something too, that I think is so important as you're doing that networking, making sure that you've got the great networking skills, like giving your card out and all of that, but also sending the thank you notes, the handwritten thank you notes, not forgetting that those things have not gone out of fashion. I can't tell you how few thank you notes people, uh, send out these days, but they're always appreciated when you do and really doing the things to stand out. One of the things that I know has supported me in Edmonton and really in other cities I've worked in is something called the mastermind group. And that's where you get, um, you know, people who are not like you, you invite them and you can meet them at your networking and let them know what you're working on. Tell them about it and say, Hey, I'm wanting to set up a mastermind group. And ideally you meet maybe once a, a month for, you know, a couple of hours. Uh, you have maybe eight to 12 people. That's usually a, a great number for, for, um, to allow everybody to get, their, their ask and their, their messages out and and have some accountability. Um, and you ideally want that group to be super diverse. You know, you don't want it to be people just like you. You don't want it to be, you could have a couple of mastermind groups. You could have one that's just entrepreneurs, but very different entrepreneurs. And 
you've learned so much from hearing other people's struggles and shares and what it is they need help from the group. But then I encourage you also to maybe have a second one where it's very diverse people. Maybe you have a neurosurgeon and a lawyer and a, a, a you know, somebody that owns a bakery shop and a nurse or whatever. Like you just have people that think totally different than you, which can be really uncomfortable, but you're going to stretch yourself and grow and learn so much more. And these people are just going to be incredible advocates for each other and for you. And uh, I've had many mastermind groups over the years. Just set them up yourself. They're free. Maybe you just go to a local restaurant or something of that sort. But I can't stress enough how valuable those can be. Well, I think that's, that's great advice, regardless of, of what city you're in. So thank you so much for sharing that, Kelly. So our last question today is a hypothetical one we ask all of our guests on all of the podcasts across Canada. So I'd like you to imagine for a minute that uh, there's a small tropical island off of Fiji. It has a phone booth, the old style phone booth, but no internet. So we're going to drop you off there. You won't have any of the digital tools or items that you usually use day to day, like a laptop or a smartphone or any of those things. How long do you think you would last and what would you do before you gave us a call from the old-fashioned phone booth and asked us to come pick you up? (laughs) Oh my gosh, how long would I last? Uh, I guess it depends if there was some kind of uh, an incentive to last. Then maybe I would, or a challenge or something of that that sort of, you had told me that someone lasted this long and I had to beat it. I mean, quite honestly, my first reaction would be, I wouldn't last very long. I, I think it would be like maybe 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that is officially the shortest time I've ever heard now. <laughs> uh, yeah, probably 30 seconds. Yeah, I love islands, but uh, I, I love being connected a lot more, unfortunately. Maybe that'll change one day. Yeah, well, how can our listeners connect with you, Kelly? Where can they find you and, and where can they check out your books? How can they find you online? Yeah, thanks, Bonnie. Uh, they can just go to kellykeen.com. That's my website. I'm on uh, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, all that type of stuff, Facebook. Uh, if you want to get my books, you can go to my website, click on the books tab. I don't sell any of my books on my website, so it's going to take you to the different Amazon. Uh, my last two books were published by the Chartered Professional Accountants of Canada. It'll take you to, to theirs. I think um, one of those is back in the bookstores. Uh, so yeah, you can get them in bookstores on Amazon and uh, I'd love to hear from you. If you have any burning questions as an entrepreneur, just need to share your story. That's what it's all about. Well, Kelly, thank you so much for being a guest today. I've really enjoyed our chat and I've learned a lot from you. I'm sure our listeners have as well. So thank you for being with us. Oh, thanks, Bonnie, for your great work in doing these podcasts. You're amazing too. Hey there, it's Bonnie LG. Thanks for taking the time today to listen to Edmonton's podcast on the Canada's Podcast Network. We hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure you sign up for our newsletters. And if you have a minute, please write a review for us on iTunes. You can connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn at Canada's Podcast. And make sure you check out what other entrepreneurs are doing across the country. See you next time.